Thanks for joining us for today's message. We want to encourage you to visit NBCOcala.com if you have a story to share about how God is working in your life or if you'd like to support this ministry financially. Today, we're hearing a message from our series entitled, Better. During this teaching, we're learning that God wants life to be better for all of us, and we're also learning how we can live life to the fullest. Help me welcome our internet audience, if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you are with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, we've got a little little problem, a little mix-up this morning. Um, We'd planned ahead on series and so forth, and... I got confused, and so I've prepared a message today about butter. That was a joke. That was a joke. About better. Everybody say better. And maybe could use a little better. There you are. All right. Better is a a comparative term, obviously, um, where you draw the contrast comparison between something, someone, items, whatever, that something uh, as far as its excellence or its effectiveness or its quality, one thing's going to be better uh, than the other. When Alicia and I were newlyweds last century, (laughs) yeah, 31 years here in just, uh, yeah, just a couple weeks, 31 years. I was a child groom. Yeah. Uh, we were um, decorating, outfitting our first apartment. Went to Sears, and we were getting uh, the little bathroom rugs. When I was single, I didn't know anything about bathroom rugs. Just throw a towel, you know? So uh, we went to get these little bathroom rugs and very limited, very limited budget. And so we went to Sears, and they had this this three tiers, and they had Sears Good, Sears Better, and Sears Best. Well, uh, we got Sears Good. <laughs> Wish we could have got better, yeah. you know, because that thing started shedding right away, you know, and so it was obvious it was better. That is the stuff of commercials, honestly, you know. It's all about who's better, you know. Uh, our car is better. You want to get this car because it has this, and that's better than that one. And it got better reviews, and it's all about better. Um, burgers. Our burgers got three pounds of bacon on it, so it's, it's better than this, you know. Get this lotion. Our lotion is way better than their lotion because you're going to look younger, smell better, and be more sexy, you know, with our lotion. Dog food. You know, our dog food's better. I was, I was reminded of the old, you have to be as old as me probably to remember this, kennel ration. My dog's better than your dog. And so better. And then, you know, bring it right up to today. Uh, this is a better cell phone plan, you know, and because you get this or get that. And it's, and it's all about, you know, comparison and the excellence and the quality and the effectiveness And what we want to do in this series, and I just really believe that series are a season where God is speaking to us as a church family. I believe that God wants better for you. I believe that God wants better for you. And there's some things that have to happen for that to happen, I think. 
And so we're going to be exploring that over these, over these next few weeks. Um, what do you mean God wants better? What do you mean? Well, I mean this. Better than what you're living now. And let me make sure that gets framed right. I'm not, I am not talking about just finances. See, some people talk about you know, life better. Well, that's more money. Not necessarily at all. You know, but how many of you know that God can help your finances? How many of you know that God can help your finances? And it is, it is an important thing. How many of you have ever had God help your finances? And it wasn't because you had this perfect faith or, or whatever else. It's because he's your heavenly father. And I do believe this, is, as Lee was talking about um, earlier, you know, any time that we seek to honor and obey God with our finances, you cannot outgive God, you know. And God, he's promised to take care of us. And he takes better care of us than our own plans. Amen. Um, so better is not just about your finances, not just about your house, you know, where you live. I wish I had a better house. Well, be very, very faithful and grateful with the one you have, okay? And I just think it has to do with everything in your life. How many of you have a situation right now you'd like for it to be better? I'm, I'm waiting on that one, okay? How many of you wish you could feel better? Okay. And it's just all over the place. And I do believe this, that for every problem, every situation, God speaks to that. He has promises. He has provision for that. And I, I not only want better, not, not just so we're selfish, but so that we're mobile and so that we are, we are uh, noticeably God's hand and touch is upon the lives of his people. And, and just look at his promises. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. And I want better for you. I want, I want better for all my kids and grandkids than what I came through with. Better on, on every level, I do. And so as we explore this idea of better, it's better than what you're living now and better than what you are thinking and that's really where I want to zero in on today. Let's start out here with John chapter 10, verse 10. And if you're ready for this, say amen. Because we're all going to carry something out of here today. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come. That's already better. I have come, Jesus said, that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly or to the full. Look at it in the message paraphrase here. A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus said, I came so they can have real and eternal life. Watch this, more and, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Now, let's, look, go, let's just go bottom line here. Isaiah 55, verse eight and nine. The Lord is speaking, says the Lord. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher. Will you give me license to do this? So are my ways better. My ways are better than your ways. Would y'all admit that God's ways are better than ours? And my thoughts, and, and it's implied so we can insert it here, and my thoughts higher or better than your thoughts. So God's ways are better than your ways. And God's thoughts are better than your thoughts. So if we will agree with God and align with God to his ways and his thoughts, I believe things can be better. Everybody say better. Better. All right. So what I want to share with you in the next few moments this morning is about better expectations. Better (laughs) expectations. Say it. Better Better expectations. 
uh, that we would expect better. Now, that's a little play on words there. That we'd be better at expecting, and we're actually expecting better things, okay? So we expect better. Now, expect is not demand, you know, like your mom or your teacher. Well, I expect you'll clean up the, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not that. It is, it is, it's a cheerful anticipation. It's hope uh, that we're looking for this. You're expecting to find this. We're looking for better expectation and expecting better. So let me ask this question, rhetorical. What are you expecting? What are you expecting? What are you expecting in that situation right now? What are you expecting in your in your family? What are you expecting for your future? What are you expecting for your, for your kids, for your job, for your neighborhood? What, what are you ex- expecting for those things? Typically, um, people tend to have low expectations or unrealistic expectations. Here's some things if you ask somebody with low expectations. And can I tell you, that's my concern. That's the thing that's on my heart big today is to get people to raise their expectations because too many have low expectations. So what are you expecting? If you ask somebody with low expectations, here's some of the answers you might get. What are you expecting? Not much. What are you expecting? More of the same. What are you expecting? Nothing good really ever comes my way. What are you expecting? I I can't catch a break. What are you expecting? It is what it is. What are you expecting? That happy, stable, fruitful, blessed stuff, I think that's for somebody else. And so that breaks my heart, and I think it breaks the heart of God because he, he wants better for you. So you have people with low expectation, and you have people with unrealistic expectation. So what are you going to do about this? What are you expecting? I'm going to win the lottery. <laughs> or, or my boy's going to grow up, and he's going to play professional sports. Or my girl, she's going to win American Idol. You know, we've got unrealistic things that, well, it happened for somebody else, it happened for me. Yeah, but some things may be a little unrealistic. Uh, here's something unrealistic too, that things are going to get better by you just doing things just the way you're doing them. So there might be a little of adjustment in our future to change our future. And part of the adjustment, I think, can come in our expectation. Um, a lot has happened to impact and dumb down our expectation. Um, we had 9-11, terrorist attacks on our soil. That changed our world. I mean, that changed everything. We, I was in a conference this week in Dallas, and just I was thinking about where you're waiting in line to take your shoes and belt off and, you know, all those things. And just think about how much, you know, our world has, has changed. Um, then recession, 2008, 2009, massive the way it, you know, hit our economy. And they say we've... Re- we're recovering, but I still see impact of that all over the place, you know, still going on. Those kind of things cause us to be a little cautious and less appetite for risk. Let's just kind of hold it close to the vest and stay close to home. And what we do is, is you know, we kind of dumb down any kind of expectations. Well, you know, give up your dreams, give up that, because we, we just, we got to stay close here. And, and then you have all the complicated things in our in our culture of issues of gender and issues of race and issues of your past performance and, and all those things coming together. And then we tend to just kind of tamp it all down and settle and just surrender. And I, and I want to I fire you up today. And I don't want you to go nuts. I don't want you to throw you know, yourself, you know, throw off all uh, wisdom and concern. 
but I just think that we need to expect better than what we are currently living in. We tend to just settle and cope. We get this unworthy mindset. We get this um, less than complex. And when you do that, you're also going to have low levels of hope, low levels of trust, low levels of courage, low levels of joy. Your emotions go flat. And see, that I, I just think that a believer, any believers here today? Amen. A believer, as, as Augustine said, a believer should be hallelujah from head to toe. There should be something in you that is so alive, the, the life of God, the resurrection power of Jesus coursing in you. Uh, you personally, dynamically connected with the eternal God who's made promises and can keep them. He's the creator and he's the redeemer. He lives in you. He's with you. He never leaves you, never forsakes you. I just think we should be a little more perky than we are. And so that impacts our expectations rather than, well, this happened and that happened and we never know what might happen next. And that just brings us down to this place when here's, here's the turning point right here. The bulk of God's promises are that he would help us and deliver us. The bulk of his promises, listen to me, the promises are not for heaven. There are promises of heaven, but the promises are not for heaven. They're for here. You won't need promises of peace or provision or healing or protection or guidance in heaven. You don't need that in heaven. You need that now. It's not for pie in the sky. It's for steak on the plate. It's for right here, right now, our life here. And I'm not promising you heaven. You know, everything's just going to be heaven now. It's not heaven now. This is Florida. The last few days outside did not feel like heaven, okay? <laughs> that other place. So the bulk of God's promises, get this, the bulk of God's promises are he will help us and he will deliver us. And if God would help us, how many of you know it would be better? Amen. If he would deliver you, how many of you know it would be better? In the full light of God's word, In the full light of God's word, believers are not called to cope. We're not called to just settle and surrender and hunker down in fear and sadness. We're not called to that. Yeah, you might might have to hold on and endure sometime. But you know what helps you to hold on and endure? That God will come through. That he always makes good on his word. We can hang on just a little bit because help is on the way. And... You may have to change some things. I hate to bring it up on a beautiful Sunday morning. But for things to get better, there might be some adjustments needed. There might be some changes that that we need to do. But ultimately, eventually, it's going to happen. It's going to get better. And it it sounds and feels even a little awkward because our minds have been kind of capped in this way. But I want you to look at me this morning. It's going to get better. I said, it's going to get better. I'm going to tell some folks over here, it's going to get better. I'll tell you something else. You're going to get better. If, not just because, well, I'm going to Meadowbrook, so it's going to get better. Now, that's awesome. And I'm glad you're here, but that's not, that's not what it is. It's because you have an incredible God. And if you'll start to connect with him in the right way, I'm telling you, better. Everybody say better this morning. 
everyone has um, what I want to call a belief mechanism, okay? So inside of you, and I, I believe this, now we're, we're drawing a metaphor here like it's a machine or something, but there are certain things that go to work and they produce. And so within you is a belief mechanism. You are wired to believe. You are built to believe. You don't believe me? You are a believer. You believe. You're going to believe something. About everything, you believe something. It's important then how we direct that belief and where we fuel that belief. But you have a belief mechanism. And the Bible tells us in Habakkuk and Romans and Galatians and Hebrews, the very same words, it says this, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Say it. The just shall live by faith. We're going to live by what we believe. And that happens positive or negative. But that we, the just, shall live by faith. And so this belief mechanism, it runs on faith or trust in God. But do you know what? There's a switch in it where you can reverse the whole thing and convert it, and it will run on fear. Now, the same principles and, and systems work in this mechanism of what you hear and what you believe and what you think and what you say and how you act. And so if, you, if all of that is working in this direction, fueled by God's word and good things, and faith is going to produce good things. This is going to produce. But if you throw the lever and reverse it and convert it, it will also run on fear. And just as faith comes by hearing, how does fear come? By hearing. You heard something, that's why you're afraid. You read something, that's why you're afraid. Just the same way that faith comes is the same way that fear comes. So we want to keep this thing running in the right way so it's producing the right things. But you can switch it and throw that lever and reverse and convert this thing. And now it's running on fear. And you'll still think and act and talk and carry yourself and so forth in, the, in using those same principles. And it's going to produce something not so desirable in your life. Part of this mechanism is what I call your expector. A key component of this mechanism, if you will, is your expector. That's the thing you expect with. How many of your expector is broken? (laughs) Or maybe you sent it off to the shop and it is still there, okay? Uh, What we want to do today is kind of adjust and, and recalibrate our expectation today. Listen to this statement. Expectation is the magnet of your faith. Expectation is the magnet of your faith. Uh, Let me use it in the other direction. Expectation is the magnet of your fear. So what happens is what you believe, faith or fear, which is the perversion of that, you're gonna draw to yourself. Job said, the thing that I've feared greatly has come upon me. There's a force to this, of what we believe, be it faith or be it fear. Look at this in Proverbs 11, 27. Y'all out there? All right, Proverbs 11, 27. He who earnestly seeks, get this, he who earnestly seeks good finds what? Favor. But trouble will come to him who seeks evil. So watch this. If you earnestly seek, that means you're looking to find. What is that? Expectation. I'm looking to find good. He who earnestly seeks good, expectation, he's going to find favor. Say favor. Favor. But trouble comes, let's let's reword this. But he who seeks evil, trouble will come to him. So if you're looking for something wrong and broken, if you're looking for more bad news, oh, you'll find it. 
You'll find, if you're looking for some good news, oh, you'll find it. Jesus said this, he, he said this with, without qualification. Seek and you'll find. Amen. So whatever you're seeking, you're going to find it. And I think there's spiritual things attached to that. Uh, after Hurricane Katrina, uh, horrible devastation in Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, all, all in that area. And I was doing a ride along as a chaplain with sheriff's office um, here locally during that time. And they were busing some people down that had lost everything. They were busing them down to just be in our area. And a lot of communities took people in just for temporary for them to come in. And I was riding with a deputy and he got a call that we were to go to, to central operations to pick up a, a gentleman who had ridden the bus down and there was a local motel that was going to give reduced or free lodging to these people for a while. And so we were to go give this guy a ride. So we pick him up, and uh, he's sitting in the car, and we're driving to the motel that we're going to drop him off. And he said, Officer, I sure appreciate the, the ride and everything. He said, I'm just wondering, are there some bad areas of town that I should avoid? You know, like bad areas where they might be selling drugs and so forth that I should stay away from? And the deputy said, we have no drugs in this community. (laughs) Dropped the guy off and the deputy turned and looked at me and goes, this guy probably get arrested tonight. (laughs) You know why? Because I'm I'm telling you, if you seek, you're going to find. You seek, you're going to find. Positive, negative. And so what we've got to do, there's a power. Listen to me, church. We don't even understand this. I can't even describe. I can't articulate this fully. But what you expect, expectation is a magnet. And it's going to draw things to you. If you're with me so far, give me an amen this morning. Your expectation really creates your outlook. And your outlook affects your outcome. And and let me just say this. We're not just trying to be optimists. We're believers. Do you get that? We're believers. Look with me in uh, Psalm 27. David said, I would have lost heart. Let me, let me just stop right here. David had some stuff going on. You think you got some stuff going on. David had some stuff going on. He said, I would have lost heart. I would have just given up, just caved in, just cash it all in. I would have lost heart unless, watch this, Unless I had believed that I would see. What a perfect definition of expectation. I believed that I would see. That's expectation. Unless I had believed that I would see the what? The what? The goodness of the Lord 30 years after I died and once I'm in heaven and cross the River Jordan. What what does it say? I would have quit now. If I didn't believe that soon in my life, I would expect to see the goodness of the Lord. You ever been here? I'm about to, I'm about to lose heart. About to give up. That's it. You ever felt that? Do you know what keeps us as believers from doing that? Expectation. You know, seriously, have y'all been to that place? I'm telling you, if it wasn't for God, I'd quit. I'm telling you, if it wasn't for some expectation that God would show his goodness to me, why try? And David said, I would have lost heart. Just forget it all and plug it. Unless I had believed 
that I would see the what? Say it again. The goodness. Now, what if he didn't expect the goodness? He would have lost heart. He would have lost heart. And what I'm trying to do today is to get you to have better expectation and to expect better in your life because of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now and in this lifetime. Amen. Goodness includes favor and help and protection and joy. It's better. So I want to give you an equation this morning because I'm excessively strong in math. Not. I want to give you an equation this morning to help us to really uh, adjust and recalibrate our expectation, our expector, if you will. First of all is this, and I want you to just look me in the eye, and I know that's impossible for me to look each of you in the eye, but try to find my eyes, okay? Um, Over the years when I minister to people, this thing I'm about to tell you is absolutely so, so, so vital that so often I'll tell people, look me in the eye when I tell you this. And so I want, I want to make that connection with you this morning. You ready for this? God is for you. God is for you. Say, God is for me. Look in Romans eight thirty one. What then shall we say to these things? What things? Anything. If God is for us, who can be against us? I've heard it said this way. If God is for us, what difference does it make who's against us? God is for you. God is for you. Second, and I want you to look me in the eye for this one as well, too. God is able. God is able. Look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is, come on, able to do immeasurably more than all, better than we could ask or think according to his power that is at work within us. God is not only for you. Get this, folks. God is not just for you. God is able. And the result of that? favor. God extends favor to you. God is for you. God is able and God extends favor to you. Look at this in Psalm 5 verse 12. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Note that word. We'll come back to it. Will bless the righteous. Help me. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. Every morning, every night, I pray for my wife, my children, my grandchildren, that they would have favor around them like a shield. Favor's better. Favor's awesome. That they'd have favor around them. Now, favor doesn't come just because you've got a Jesus bumper sticker. Or Moses breakfast tumbler. Or all the religious trappings and you show up at church and whatever. Okay, it comes because God is good. And it comes, and note this. Now, there are times he gives you favor and and that's his mercy, just undeserved. Anybody had any undeserved? But what about, and, and there are plenty of scriptures on this, where there are some things where you can get in the right line for favor. Not be just the wandering around one and God, because of his mercy, undeserved, gives you favor. But also, there are some lines you can get in and get in that line and God will give you favor in that line. And right here is one of them. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Everybody say righteous. How many of you were here for our series on family matters? We finished last week. Remember that we used the principle, righteousness brings peace? It's the same word right here. And it means right. It it literally has the idea of to do things God's way, the right way. And so he's going to bless the people who 
not are perfect at this because none of us qualify then. But those who have a heart, Deuteronomy 5.29 says, oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would always do all my commands, always. Then I will bless them and their children and their children's children. What was it he was after? A heart. Not perfection, but my heart. That even when I mess it up, God, it's not my heart. I want to do better at that. You know, that wasn't my heart, and I'm trying to do, and and God, it is my heart to serve you today and to obey you today, and and with your help, I'll do a better job at that. And so the Lord will bless the righteous, those who are getting in the line, God, with my heart, I'm trying to follow you. And so he will bless the righteous with, with favor, you will surround him as with a shield. So let me give you the whole equation here. God is for me. Everybody say, God is for me. Plus, God is able equals I have God's favor. Now, you hadn't, maybe you hadn't said this in a while or ever, but I want you to just say this like you mean it. I mean, just act like I want you to say, I have God's favor. I want you to say again, I have God's favor. We call it fog, the favor of God. I pray you wander around in a fog. Seriously, I pray that you go to work in a fog, go to school in a fog, lie down, get up in a fog. That guy's just in a fog. This kind of fog, the favor of God, and that it would surround you like a shield, favor. Now, real quickly, I've got to give you a couple things that you need to stop. I love you enough to tell you, and a couple things you need to start, okay? I'm just going to bullet point these. If you want to get all of these, you can uh, watch later on the archive or podcast, or you can get the notes. We have pastor's notes that get sent out from every weekend service so that you can get all the notes on this. It only costs $79 every week. (laughs) Free. Okay? All right. Not going to do it for that. Stop. Everybody say stop. stop. Here they are real quick. Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. We're talking about what? Better expectations. Just stop making excuses. Well, my mama and my third grade and whatever. Stop making excuses. Secondly, stop accepting, settling, and surrendering. Stop. Just stop dumbing it all down. Woe is me and nothing goes good for you. Stop it. Stop viewing your current problems as permanent fixtures. And I think I need to say that one again. Stop viewing your current problem as a permanent fixture. Stop listening to the enemy of your soul, the media, and your negative friends. And stop, stop clapping. I'm still going here. Just joking. Stop speaking against your hope. Stop using your own mouth to speak against your own hope. Stop using words like, yeah, but, and what if. Because yeah, but, and what if are the badges of doubt and unbelief. And when you're wearing the badge of doubt and unbelief, I promise you, you will find your way into the mechanical room and throw the lever on this belief mechanism and change it from faith into fear. Because good news will come to you and you go, yeah, but, and what if. And that's doubt and unbelief, and you're going to fuel this machine entirely backwards, and it's not going to produce well for you. So stop all that. Tell your neighbor, stop it. All right, good. Now start. Here's some things to start. Start to agree with God. 
Start to agree with God that he is for you, he is able, and he will extend favor to you. Start to rejoice with others. You see good happen for somebody else. You see blessing come to somebody else. You see some real favor come to them. Don't begrudge that. Well, I wonder who they know. (laughs) Just stop it. Start to rejoice with them. Listen, we're for favor. We like that program. So why would we talk against that? And we don't want that for some, we want that for us. They got a new wig and new teeth and you know, whatever. (laughs) Good for them. Maybe one day you'll need those, okay? (laughs) Acting on faith. No, no, just start to rejoice with others. Amen. Start to believe. Start to believe that you expect to see God's goodness. Start to ask. Ask for adjustments. Ask God, is there something I need to change? I mean, you're wanting better, right? Everybody say better. Better. You're wanting better. Well, well, don't have that unrealistic expectation that I'll keep doing what I'm doing. No, ask God. Start to ask him, is there there something I need to change? Is, Is there something minor? Is there something major? Is there something relational? Is something how I'm handling this or that? Something I need to repent of? Ask him that. And then start to act. Act like God is for you. Act like he is able. Act like you have favor around you like a shield. Start to act. Start to carry yourself that way. No, don't go weird. But start to act like. Just inside. Expectation. You know what? Today's going to be better. This is going to be better. This is going to be a good trip. This is going to be a good event. I don't care if you're going to court. Or surgery. Believe that God is with you. God is for you. God is able. And he's going to help you through it. See, sometimes we cash out right away. Oh, my flight got delayed. Well, you know what it might be? Better. It might be better. You just got to trust God enough that he's for you. He's big enough. He's able. That he can give you his favor. Expect to see favor. Expect good days. Expect good nights of rest. Ah, no, I can't till I take 11 melatonin and Advil PM before, you know. (laughs) People creeping around my house. Expect God to protect you and help you. You hear me? Expect goodness. Expect breaks. Expect deals. Expect people like you. Stop walking in places. I don't think anybody likes me here. That's you. That's just you. With the favor of God, people like me. They don't even know why, but they like me. Start to expect that people are going to be good to you. People are always so mean. No, expect they're going to want to help you. Expect that. Expect parking spaces. My wife has a particular anointing for that. There are times I... Park the car somewhere. Why well, park out here? Park in space. Don't you have any favor? Don't you have any faith? You know. And then she parks right up next to the place. One time I asked her. I said, "Well, why don't we just open the doors to the mall? They'll let you park inside." <laughs> favor queen. <laughs> Expect good things. Expect better days. 
Expect breakthroughs. I said, expect breakthroughs. Expect that thing that's been stalled so long, it's going to start to change. Just expect that God's favor can... Listen, life is not fair, but you know what God's antidote? Favor is not fair. And let that favor be on you. I'm just going to finish with this. Isaiah 3.10. I love this. It says this. You ready? Say to the righteous, same word that we looked at a minute ago. Those that got a heart, I want to do it God's way. Look at me. Say to the righteous, you ready? It shall be well with you. Isaiah 3.10. Say to the righteous, it shall be well with you. That word well, it means beautiful. It means good. You ready for this? It means better. So I'm going to go ahead and say it to the righteous. It shall be better with you. It shall be better with you. Get your expectation up. God is for you. God is able. And he wants to extend his favor toward you today. Amen. I'm going to stop right there. Did y'all get anything at all out of this?